Merry Christmas, everyone. Hey, my name is Mohammed Najmi, and today I have for you a Christmas special episode. I've got together some Christmas traditions from all over the world with interesting facts to get you all in the festive mood. So, let's get cracking. First weird quirky thing I have for you is from Spain. Now most Spanish people in Spain play the lottery around this time of the year. The lottery is drawn on the 22nd of December hoping to win the El Gordo, the fat one or the big one. The Spanish Christmas lottery or Loteria de Navidad is a special draw of the Loteria Nacional, uh, which is a weekly run national lottery in Spain. And the first or final prize drawn is the El Gordo. Sometimes whole families or villages enter together as a group so they can share the profits if they win. The lottery pot is 70% of the ticket sales which is usually in the billions. Yes, that's right, in the billions. With the top prize, El Gordo, being around 600 million euros or over uh, depending on the sales of the tickets. You know what, if I was living in Spain, I would do that too. For our next one, let's go to Ireland, 6th of January. For most of the people celebrating Christmas, this is, a, it, this is usually the time when the Christmas tree comes down. But in Ireland, it is the No Lignaman or Woman's Little Christmas. It is one of the oldest and most archaic Christmas tradition from around the world, or Ireland as far as I'm aware. Uh, so this was the day that the female community in Ireland, now I'm saying community, I just mean women. Um, they didn't come together from all over the country to form a community. Basically women in Ireland, tired from all festive cooking, hosting and housework, um, could put their feet up on that day and let their hair down and take a token annual day off. Of course, these days, uh, that is stretched to everyone since we don't specify all those activities around the household uh, to just women. So we take that day um, as a much needed time off. In Mexico, people display nativity scenes instead of Christmas trees. Of course, some families still go for the Christmas tree, but it's mainly nativity scenes. Uh, the beautifully crafted nativity scenes make the festive period more vibrant. They are called um, nacimientos, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, locals profoundly display these elaborate nativity scenes in their homes or gardens throughout the Christmas season, while local communities create public ones, usually designed by local artists and craftspeople. Characters are added throughout the days uh, to Christmas countdown, uh, with baby Jesus being added on Christmas Eve and the three kings on the January the 5th from Mexico now to Russia. As far as Christmas traditions around the world go, Russia has plenty from swapping Santa Claus for Father Frost to a meatless Christmas Eve feast, but none more fascinating than the country's celebration of uh, Christmas Tide, hailed as the most unholy time 
here, Sviaki, as the Russians call it, runs from the Orthodox Christmas Eve on 7th January to the Epiphany on 19th of January. Obviously, uh, according to the Russian Orthodox Church, uh, the Christmas Eve is on the 7th of January and the Christmas Day is on the 8th of January and so on. This, um, an actual pagan tradition, involves feasting, Russian Christmas music, fortune-telling, theater, local pranks, and diving into countries, freezing lakes and rivers, obviously. Okay, now that I've mentioned Russia, I need to mention Poland as well, or I suspect my wife might kill me. Christmas Eve supper, known as Wikilia, is one of the most long-standing and widely cherished of Polish rituals. In the vast majority of homes, uh, both among believers and non-believers, a formal meal is celebrated and served on the table which is covered with a white tablecloth. Hay is traditionally placed uh, under the cloth covering the table and an extra empty place is set for an unexpected visitor. Polish uh, foodie traditions vary depending on the region, but traditionally 12 dishes are served to reflect the number of apostles. The dishes may include fish or beetroot soup, which is actually really good, uh, carp, uh, pasta with poppy uh, mass, jellied fish, uh, herring in cream or oil, or kutia. Um, I have to say, I really don't like the jellied fish and herring in cream or oil, uh, but my wife seems to love it, so it is their tradition uh, by the end of the day. Uh, a wheat pudding uh, with poppy seed, honey, and nuts. Just before the dinner, family members share their wafer and wish all the best to each other. At uh, midnight following Christmas Eve, many Poles attend uh, the Midnight Mass to commemorate the prayers of shepherds on their way to Bethlehem. Uh, Christmas Day and Boxing Day are known as the first and second day of Christmas and are spent visiting relatives. Now, Iceland has a Christmas myth about the Yule Cat. Apparently, there's a terrifying Christmas cat who prowls the snow then eats alive anyone who's not got the appropriate clothing to handle the harsh winter weather. So families celebrate this by coming together to protect one another and ensure that nobody gets taken by the Yule Cat. It's uh, meant to scare kids into good behavior. I guess it ties in uh, with this uh, Scandinavian saying that there is no uh, bad weather, only bad attire or clothing. It's probably to get that message across early in the kid's head. In the town of Christmas in Florida, it is Christmas all year round. Plenty of tourists flock here to get their holiday cards and letters stamped at the post office. I guess it's fun for your postmark to read Christmas, Florida, right? Unsurprisingly, the street names are Christmas themed too. Uh, Bethlehem. Comet Street, Cupid Avenue, and of course, St. Nicholas Avenue. It is uh, the town's American Christmas tradition to display a decorated evergreen Christmas tree all year round. From America, let's jump to Japan. In December 1974, KFC Japan created its Christmas ad, where it suggested that KFC is the traditional Yuletide feast in America. Reservations have to be made to eat at a KFC on Christmas Day in Japan. During the run-up to Christmas, 
Colonel Sanders statues outside KFC's uh, uh, Japanese outlets wear Santa gear. Uh, the chicken is served in special holiday packaging. Um, demand is such that an uh, online service has been created um, to order your Christmas um, family bucket in advance and have it delivered on the day. Apart from it being a very clever and successful marketing campaign, this probably took off due to small oven sizes uh, during those times in Japan around the 1970s. It also coincides with the time when ramen instant noodles were uh, pushed uh, to the middle class women and children in Japan as a nutritious time-saving luxury. So it makes uh, sense and kind of ties it all in together and to be honest makes me kind of hungry for KFC now. A quick Christmas thing now about Venezuela. In the week leading up to Christmas, Venezuelans attend a daily church service called Misa de Aguinaldo. Really hope I'm getting this right. Um, it's it's an early morning mass. Uh, in the capital, Caracas, it is uh, customary to travel to the church service on roller skates. Yeah, roller skates. The practice is so widespread that many roads in the capitals are closed until 8 a.m. to provide Christmas worshippers uh, with a safe passage. <laughs> in Austria and Germany, uh, Saint Nicholas has an evil counterpart called Krampus. He is the bad cop to Saint Nick's uh, good cop, a demon-like creature with one task, to punish bad children before Christmas. Men dressed in um, devil costumes roam the streets carrying chains and a basket for abducting spatially bad children and howling them to hell. Other traditions linked with Germanic traditions and ancestries have anti-clause concept as well. Um, iterations of Krampus, right? Or anti-Nicholas, Saint Nicholas um, to keep the kids in check. Santa and other traditions have obviously developed to have a list of good and bad kids doing the job of both. Uh, the concept of Santa originates from them anyway, like from across the German-speaking Europe. Saint Nicholas was probably born around 245 uh, CE and in the, uh, in the port city of Patara uh, in what we now call Turkey. Very little solid historical evidence exists for the man who later became the Bishop of Myra and the patron saint of children, sailors, students, teachers and merchants. He is credited with several miracles and his feast day is December the 6th, which is the main reason he is connected with Christmas. Of course, I'm talking about Saint Nicholas. In Austria, parts of Germany and Switzerland, Der Heilig Nicholas brings his gifts for children on Nikolastag, on the December the 6th, not December the 25th. Nowadays, Nikolastag or St. Nicholas Day on December the 6th is a preliminary round for Christmas. Somewhat connected to that is the Switzerland tradition of Schmutzli, Santa's sinister sidekick. Now, Sammy Klaus pops up around 6th of December and shares treats like mandarins, cookies, nuts and of course delicious Swiss uh, Christmas chocolate. And Schmutzle is basically the anti-Klaus. He uh, wears a black robe and has a dark beard. Uh, originally his ominous appearance uh, complete with a whip and empty present sack served to deter children from being naughty throughout the year. 
Nowadays, he helps semi-clowns hand out treats and presents at markets and events. In southern Italy and Rome in particular, you'll find shepherds playing the bagpipes. Usually performing in pairs, they break out the tunes in squares and piazzas across the regions, all while everyone goes about their festive business. Uh, dressed in traditional sheepskins and wool cloaks, they do this in honor of the traditional shepherds in the nativity. Christmas Cracker was invented by a London sweet maker called Tom Smith back in 1846. Apparently, his original idea was just to wrap up his tasty sweets in a twist of fancy colored paper. But the idea took off and became one of the best-known Victorian Christmas traditions in England. His packages began to sell out when he added festive notes, paper crowns and made them go off with the bang. England is also home to the Guinness world record for the longest Christmas cracker pulling chain ever with 1077 people in a school in South London. They are a lot of traditions and facts but let's do some more quick ones and then we can wrap this up norwegians believe that christmas eve coincides uh, with the arrival of evil spirits and witches that is why they hide all their brooms before they go to sleep in their homes in guatemala cleanliness really is next to godliness uh, locals believe that the devil and other other evil spirits live in the dark, dirty corners of your home. It's called La Cuema del Diablo, the burning of the devil. The idea is to burn all the bad from the previous year and start a new year from out of the ashes. They spend the week before Christmas sweeping up, uh, collecting rubbish and then piling everything in a huge heap outside. Finally, an effigy of the devil is placed on top and the whole thing is set on fire. Now in Ukraine, along with other Christmas decorations, um, they like to decorate their trees with a fake spider and spider web. Their tradition has its origins in an old um, tale of a poor woman who couldn't afford to decorate her tree and woke up Christmas morning to discover a spider had covered it in a glorious sparkling web. On Christmas Eve, unmarried Czech women stand with their back to the door and toss one of their shoes over their shoulder. If it lands with the door facing the door, it means that they'll be married within the year. If it lands with the heel facing the door, well, it's another year of waiting. During Consoda, the traditional Christmas feast in Portugal, families sometimes set extra places at the dining table for deceased relatives. It's thought that the practice will ensure good fortune for the household. In some areas, crumbs are left on the hearth as well. I think so. That is a very sweet thing to do. And actually, a good place to end the episode. Alright folks, that is all I have for you today. I hope you all enjoyed this Christmas special episode. There are a lot more traditions out there, which obviously I haven't covered. Feel free to tell me about them in the comment section on my website, YouTube or Rumble. 
Unfortunately, uh, Spotify still doesn't seem to have a comment section. But yes, tell me about the traditions in your countries, the ones that I have missed out. Tell me about any other quirky family Christmas traditions you might have. Let's spread the Christmas cheer. Next time, I think I will do a foodie uh, episode. I haven't done one of those for a while. I will see what I can find out about my favorite ever dish, biryani. Its history and traditions along with some interesting facts. Oh yes, I think it might be a very tasty one for sure. Until then, Merry Christmas, have a great new year, be good and thank you so much for listening.